0: Welcome to What Builders Don't Tell Their Clients podcast with your hosts, Joel Miner and Andrew Quadrio. Joel and Andrew are on a mission to make you aware of all the unnecessary pain and unavoidable costs that commonly happens throughout a building or renovating process. Educate you on how to avoid these common mistakes as well as share knowledge, experience, ideas, and inspiration so you can enjoy your building experience. What Builders Don't Tell Their Clients podcast Yes, welcome back to another episode of What Builders Don't Tell Their Clients. Joel, how are you, mate? Good, good. Welcome back, everyone. Exciting news (laughs) today, Andrew. Yes, (laughs) exciting news today. I guess we have a guest on today. Um, We have a guest called, a bloke called Dwayne Pierce. He's a builder from uh, Brisbane. Um, And he, uh, not as a new builder, he is also trying to change the industry by educating builders on how to build better and make it better for clients um And so uh we talked to him about that today because it's along exactly the same lines that Joel and I talk about. um Yeah, so
1: yeah, and this guy's been to the bottom of the barrel, down in the bottom yeah. of the barrel for quite some time, and has come out of the other end of it. And this yeah. he has won multiple award-winning homes um, throughout his time. Yeah. And yeah, I'm just I'm super excited to talk to him about this because he's on a mission. You can just tell he's such a passionate guy. A passionate he's really, guy. really out there to try and help, not just builders but homeowners and clients as well to making sure that they enjoy their experience throughout a build. So Dwayne welcome to the show. Um, First of all can you just tell us about who you are and uh, what you do?
2: Uh, So yeah I'm I'm Dwayne Pierce. I have a construction business called DPS Constructions. Um, Been in the industry 25 years um, and went down the path of every other builder and uh, that was like I'm a great builder can build a great product but didn't have a clue how to run a business or a building business so um, yeah, yeah I went through some really hard and difficult times um, leading up to 2012 uh, to the point where I didn't want to be in the industry anymore um, and yeah look, which was which was for me was really hard uh, Dealt with a lot of depression a lot of anxiety because um, all I ever wanted to be was a builder from the day I was I can remember, so um, to be kicking goals, like we're, we're, uh, I've just um, done another interview about this today, so <laughs> it's pretty much along the same lines, but um, like I could, like I was achieving far more than I ever thought I could. Like We were building, we won 15, 16 awards, we won best house in Australia, like we, we were kicking goals everywhere, but behind the scenes it was all falling apart, business wasn't making money, and um, didn't have happy clients um well we had we had clients that had great homes but there was always variations it was was just a mess so um and yeah it all it all sort of bundled up to um a point where I didn't want to just didn't want to do it anymore um and it was a shame like on top of that like I was just doing things that all other trades around me like growing up like lots of my family members were all builders and tradies renderers painters all this type of stuff and Um, I think the industry is very old-fashioned. We all sort of see what everyone's doing. You try and talk to other builders, talk to traders, and everyone's just like, well, that's how it is, mate. Just deal with it. But it's not how it is. And um, so basically, uh, long story short, I've spent the last eight, nine years um, putting a lot of time, effort, energy, and money into um, building systems and processes to a point where, like, my wife and I build our own software now, Quotespec, which uh, helps builders all over Australia and New Zealand, And uh, in 2019, launched a business with Amelia from Undercover Architect called Live Life Build, which um, is now training builders uh, again across Australia and New Zealand um, to run better businesses. But a a huge focus of Live Life Build is um, the client side of it. So a big part of that is that we've developed a system which we call the PAC process, um, which is just, it's game changing, it's it's made, it's brought my passion back again, like I, I now love Absolutely, I love this industry, and it's why I'm putting so much time and energy into it. It's why I do everything I do. Um, and the two main reasons of that is, like, one, I don't want builders or trades to go through what I have to go through. I, I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy. Um, so if I can help educate and, and train and, and help younger guys, especially avoid all, all the hard stuff that I went through. Um, and then number two, like, homeowners, like, my goal is that I got to a point where I was sick and tired of going to barbecues or anywhere you went, whatever, you go to the pub, a barbecue, dinner, whatever it may be. As soon as someone finds out you're a builder, like all the horror stories come out. They're they're like, oh, my friend's built, they had these problems, oh, I've built, I've had these problems. And um, So my goal, which we we now achieve, was to get to a point where our homeowners enjoyed the process building with us so much that um, they wanted to sell and do it again. And We've actually got multiple clients now that have come to us to build their dream forever home. And they have had such a great experience that they've actually lived in it for 12 months, put it on the market and come back to us. Hey, we want to work with you again. Let's, let's do it again. Um, yeah, so that, exactly. that's it. That's it in a nutshell, really.
1: Yeah. I, I think it's interesting. You mentioned there, like, there's another people, another couple we know, me and Andrew know down and Tassie, same thing. They were pretty much a breaking point too. Just got to a point where they hated the industry same thing, did a bit of work on their own business and now they're the complete opposite. Like, you know, they're completely different people and it's just, yeah, I think it's, I think that a lot of, like we don't get, builders don't get taught. Any, we get taught how to do our craft. We don't get taught how to run a business. Like, nah. you know, yeah. it, it's, it's such a big gap in the industry from what you do as a craft to running a business to making sure that, you know, you understand from not just the client's perspective, but how to operate and how to, you know, manage people and all that sort of stuff is... Mm it just doesn't get taught
2: yeah i I do um yeah look i I do it's funny like the more i the more time effort money i spend improving myself developing systems and processes like that i do think back and like a big part of my change was owning just owning everything Like there's no excuses it's no one else's fault like everything's my fault Uh, well not my fault but it's, it's my problem so i have to deal with it so um i think there is there's an enormous amount of help out there but I think a big problem with our industry is a lot of it's wrong um, and a lot of it's also being taught or promoted by people that have never been a trader or never been a builder like the amount of coaches and mentors out there in our industry and and even people working in our industry associations that um, and this one really shits me like they they couldn't make it. They couldn't. They they couldn't have a successful business themselves. So and and yet they're out there Teaching promoting them. and telling us what we need to do and what we should be doing. And um, that's something I'm really passionate about. Like I've I've come from the bottom and like now turned it around. So we're still doing fantastic jobs, award winning jobs. But I now run a successful, profitable business that I I can meet my clients' expectations. I can I can have. I can make their experience a really enjoyable one. Um, and, and I think that's what it's all about. Like I think the fact that builders, um, like a big driver for me is like every every person in the world in, in one way or another, lives in a home or, or should live in a home. Um, so us, us guys as builders, like we get to do that. We get to build people's dreams. Um, and nine out of 10 people, it's their biggest asset. Um, like they, they work their whole lives, a lot of people, to, to be able to have their dream and we get to produce that. So I think, it's, um, I think there's a lot of builders out there that, um, well, not, I know there's a lot of builders out there, like thousands of builders out there and tradies that are so good at their craft and what they do. But we just, and, and this is one area that I fell over in, like we don't realise or understand we have to be more than a tradesman or a builder like you you have to be able to run a business you've got to be an accountant a lawyer a solicitor an engineer a designer like you, you, we just wear so many hats so yeah for sure yeah,
0: definitely, definitely got to be a businessman too now especially yeah. nowadays, people expect expect so much of of a builder or, or, or it should expect so much of a builder um we definitely to be multi-skilled that's for sure and we need we need better training in it for sure because not much gets trained you know, unless you go and seek it out, unless you seek out the right person, not not many builders go for that sort of training. Just
1: blame blame the industry.
0: Yeah, yeah, and blame the industry or blame the client. Not fix them. It, which is yeah, not which themselves. is not right
1: at all.
2: Yeah, anyway, um, that was bitch. definitely me. That was definitely me. I blamed everyone but myself. So. Yeah, hundred yeah.
1: percent. It's good to see. Like you can tell, just listen to your talk of you know how far you've come, um, hmm. and I want to get into talking about the pack process because I know you know me and Andrew watch Fair your content online as well, and you you it seems like you're pushing it a lot to try and help the industry out. So we want to, I want to sort of get you to walk us through, you know, sort of start to finish. What is the PACS process? How does it work? Um, and then I'll get into a bit more detail as we run through it from there.
2: Yeah. So look, mate, it's, it's um, again, I, I, I'm passionate about all this stuff. So pull me up because I can talk all day, but um, look for me, it's, and again, this is just working through it, constantly improving it and, and, but also thinking back to all the shit that I used to deal with and, and stuff my clients used to tell me. And um, like being involved for the first sort of seven or eight years of our business um, and the things that we dealt with and the things that we learned and the trouble we got into, to me, it's a no brainer. Basically the pack process is, is getting paid as a consultant. So you, build a, you bring a builder into the team. Like it, it has to be a team. And the way I like to explain it is like, the design, bid, build model is completely broken. And I cannot believe that it's been going for as long as it has and, and still going. Um, so, like, I like to explain it like to, to when I meet new clients that, or people that clients that call up and want to know more about it. Like, um, Basically, someone wants to renovate or build a new home. Uh, and just the way the industry's gone is nine times out of ten, they'll go to a designer or architect first. Or they might, like a lot of people, and we used to get this and I was the one that did this, like a lot of people will will come to a builder or call a builder or know a builder and the builder just palms them off and says, hey, I I can't help you, go and see a designer architect. And so they go and do that and then they sit down and there might be some discussion of budget at the first meeting or or a questionnaire or design brief, whatever it ends up being. And then their process starts with the designer and, like, so there's no builder there. There's no builder that understands cost, understands the, the restrictions of the site, like all these types of things, materials. But they start this design process and then things start getting put on paper and throughout the process, the design's like, hey, like we should look at doing this here or the client goes on bloody Instagram or house or whatever and comes up with these good ideas. And before you know it, the client's just absolutely fallen in love with this design on paper and cannot wait to build it that gets to a point where the designer says, hey, let's send it out for tendering. They send it out to whatever, like, you know, scenario. There's there's scenarios where it goes out to 10, 20 builders. And the prices come back and there's so many things that go wrong here for a start. So the prices come back, generally they're all over budget. Um, And the other thing is that generally the prices vary so much. Like I I met a new client today that, is going to jump on board with the pack process. So they've the designer sent it out to three builders, and the prices vary from six hundred and seventy thousand to one point one million dollars. Can,
1: can but, you explain that? Like, why why does that happen? And how or how does that happen?
2: Uh, mate, look again. This is only speaking from experience now. Like, I'm educated on all this stuff, but you. So I'll just, I'll finish that on the, um, so, so, so their dreams are shattered, basically. Like, they're, they're in a situation where the prices are all over their budget, all they have, whatever, three, four, 10 quotes that are so different that they, they don't know what to do. And the thing with our industry is everyone compares it to everything else, whereas our industry is completely different. Like, there, there is, it, it does not matter what you do, you'll never get apples for apples in our industry. Even if the architect documents every single fixing and material, everything on that site. And this comes back to your question, why is the price different? The price is different because every builder's business is a different model. So you're going to have guys that still have the nail bag on with one guy on site. You're going to have the guys that might do a little bit of office work, but still throw the nail bag on every now and then and have four guys. You're going to get the guys that have work most of their time in the office and have a supervisor and then it just keeps growing and then like obviously you get the guys that have an office that have office staff so there's the first reason so all their overheads are completely different so they might be building the same building but there could be tens of thousands of dollars difference in their running costs of their business and then it, it that just keeps going through every other so then you have um products so every builder's on a different pricing structure with their suppliers and then you have different suppliers competing for the work so like you've got this huge variation in cost for the same products um and then and then on top of that you've got builders substituting products so you might have a builder that prices everything that the designer architects ask for but um they've specified james hardy but um uh, i've gone blank with names but um
1: yeah different, different yeah, like an,
2: there's another cladding company that's got the yeah. same product that's half the price mm-hmm. so there's just and this is where the pack product uh, pack process is so powerful because so many people get put off by it because um, and look I, I would too like in the old days it would scare me but it's not like buying a car like if a, if a client goes if a client wants a land cruiser they can go to 50 different dealerships. Like they're gonna get sold a land cruiser. Like the only difference is a model.
0: Yeah, and, and know like, they're gonna get the same product every time. Yeah, yeah,
2: exactly. And it comes from the same like country. The, the yeah. best way I can explain this is to to clients is if you go to the grocery shop to buy groceries, or, or if you come to the grocery shop with me and I'd just I'd just been in the grocery shop and I'd I'd gone around with three grocery trolleys and I'd just fill them all level at the top. And I put them in front of a client and said, Well, can you tell me the price of each of these trolleys? Like, they're just going to shake their head and they're going straight away, they're going to say, How do I know the price? Because I don't know what's in the trolley. It's the same with building a house. So you could have three shopping trolleys, same size trolleys, level to the top of the groceries, filled with completely different items. One trolley might be 100 bucks, one might be 500 bucks. So it, it's exactly the same with building a home.
1: Yeah, that's a very good explanation way to put that. <laughs> how, often do you, how often do you get what, what do you reckon this renovation is going to cost you know top of your head. yeah so look
2: the pack process like a, a big so part of the pack process is a complete process so it, it covers so that we, we do it online there's an online course that um, you can buy through a live life build but the pack process covers everything from your initial inquiries with your clients to how you handle those inquiries how you educate those clients how you get involved and you collaborate with designers and architects, um, but also we've got systems to help builders be able to handle those costing questions. So um, like a big part of that is we have what's called project sheets, um, which like it'd take me all day to run through, but we basically teach our builders how to develop project sheets for the jobs they're doing so that right off the bat, straight from their inquiry, but like we help, we, we give them examples of, and templates of questionnaires that only ask the questions they need to determine the client's budget and the the type of job they're wanting to do maybe the size of the job they're wanting to do so that then you can compare that to your project sheets and straight off the bat you can make an educated decision well look that client's budget is actually going to meet what they want or that's way out and the builder can make decisions and well hang on a minute like this one's close maybe i'll give this client a call and just talk them through the process and see if like because that's another thing that comes into play here like so many clients don't understand the process and they come to builders because they want our advice, they want our help. And yet so many builders palm them off or give them shit advice. And look, there's, there's so many broken parts to, to this, it's not funny, but basically the pro, and, and then it goes right on to cover, it basically covers everything from your initial inquiry right through to signing a building contract. And it's um, it's just getting better and better every time. Like we've basically got hundreds of builders across Australia now, all on board and doing it. And um, yeah, it's working really well.
1: Yeah, it's it's uh, yeah. I think like a lot of builders lack that too. Like it's it's just like how many people come and go. Oh, look, we don't know where to start. What do we do? Like where do we go? Like do we see the designer? Do we see you? Do we, you know? Do we? And it's just I think it's important. And in that process, how you explain that is, it's also giving that client a chance to figure out: is this builder going to be right for me as well? Is you know, is the level of communication? Is they going to be you know, they're going to be working in your house for quite some period of time, whether it be a renovation or a new build. Renovation is probably slightly different because you know they're li- living with you while you're trying to operate yeah. out of your house nine times out of ten. Yeah. So you know, it's it's important I think also for the homeowner to make sure that you know they find builder to be able to go right well this is the guy for us he knows his stuff he's got the processes in play to making sure so
2: well i think that's another really important part of it is it's got to be a relationship like so many people come into wanting to build or renovate uh not knowing what to expect and like you it doesn't matter like because the pack process gets you involved through all the design stage like you might be dealing with a client for who knows up to three years maybe um and so they're, they're going to be communicating with um, either yourself or if you've got a supervisor or, or your office staff pretty much on a daily basis, whether it's via email, phone conversations, whatever, but there's got to be so many people up until now um, and designers and architects have obviously played a big part in this, are focused on the final figure when instead of instead of understanding what's in that final figure, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, makes
0: sure. sense. So what we're saying um uh, you've got to build a relationship with the builder and that's stuff. And we've we've spoken about that a lot on our po- on this podcast. <clears throat> what what do you have in terms of the homeowner, what are you telling the homeowner to look for in a builder? What are you what are you looking for in to make to create that relationship? What are the key points for you? Um I mean, that's gotta be no different to
2: the first date, like really, like at the end of the day, like so another important part of this is um, all meetings I go to, it's it's like I won't I basically won't have the meeting unless all parties are there so whether it's a husband and wife if if it's a development like anyone that's got financial interest is at the meeting um because again it's not just about the relationship with the husband it's also about the relationship with the wife and um like in in building uh females tend to make at least 80 percent of the 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 decisions um so it's really important that you um, build a relationship and you can all get on together like we just make our clients feel comfortable. Like no questions a silly question. Um, like I talk the same jargon every single day. So if I'm talking about something that goes over your head or you don't understand, yeah. speak up. Like no questions are silly questions. So my my big things are like you you need to find a builder that you feel comfortable with, and uh, definitely like the second one is don't don't make a decision based on price. Um, whoever you choose to, like, you've got to feel like you can be really completely open and honest with each other. Um, And probably the biggest one for me is, like, clients really need to do their homework on builders. And, like, one thing we do with our clients is give them examples. So um, when we get, like, when we work through our questionnaire, we figure out if we can work with each other. We go to our initial meeting to sort of really knuckle down on things. We basically, like, we have, it's called a dream project folder. And... For us, if everything in that folder is followed, we create the dream project. So in our folder, like, we'll give an example of our job schedule, of our uh, meeting minutes template that they get after every single meeting they have, whether it's on site in the office, all that type of stuff. a um, previous proposal that we've prepared for another job, like we just show them everything that we, we do so they can see that, that we're very process and systems driven and we're going to communicate really well. We're going to be open and honest and basically give them an example of what they can expect through the build.
1: Yeah, I think open and honest communication is super important. Just for the simple fact that you know you, you want to make sure you can trust that person one before you let them in your house. But going through the getting the quoting <laughs> stage and the proposal things, getting all that sort of stuff put together, um, like you want to make sure that you'll make as a client. You want to make sure you're making the right decision. Like like you said, you make a decision based on price. I guarantee you, ten out of ten times, it's going to end in disaster.
2: Yeah. Oh um, man. And look, I know because again, like I said, we we did it the wrong way. We did it the old way. Like we would, I I it, I, I just shake my head. Like I can't believe like seeing how successful we are now and and the relationship. Like we actually build friendships with our clients now. Like we've got multiple clients that we go. We've actually been overseas with a couple and we go on camping trips. Like it's insane. But um, when you take out all that normal garbage that a builder has to deal with on site because it's already dealt with prior to signing the contract so before the contract you go through the pack process the builder's been at the design meeting so i know the questions that my clients have asked the designer architect i've been in those meetings i can have input into them i can talk about buildability product selection like a really important part of this but is that i'm not there to control the design because that's the designer's job. I, and I don't want it, I don't want to do that. Like I want my designers and architects to be designing incredible homes that my clients will love. My job is to be there and advise on costs, um, advise on products, advise, advise on buildability, site restrictions, because so many things that don't get taken into consideration when they're getting designed is like, do you need a crane? Is there going to be anywhere for a crane to park? Um, how am I going to need that crane for? Like, there's so much that. The designers and architects don't understand how it goes together, and if there's no builder in that team, like like lead times, deliveries, like um, yeah, all, all those types of things. But supply issues at yeah. the moment. Supply issues, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's insane. Like the yeah, it blows me away now. Like I, I honestly wouldn't do it any other way. But um, and look, you definitely get clients that are a bit sceptical because like we're charging a pretty hefty fee now for our pack process because it's so successful, but. I can guarantee you that fee does not go close to covering the time like i put more time in now in the early stages than i ever have um like you add up all the meetings that i go to like I'm, i literally put hundreds of hours and like i said like we've got we've got multiple jobs that um have been going through the pack process like we've got a couple now that are nudging two years like they're pretty substantial jobs but um, that's two years of my time that like i'm i'm charging a fee for but I guarantee all of our clients that that fee that they're paying me to be involved, I, I will save them that 10 times or more because um, 20 times. 20. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, and it doesn't matter on the size of the job, like mm. um, even a, a small job, a couple hundred thousand dollars, like we'll, we'll definitely save them whatever they're paying our fee back again, because we can work through, like, I, I think back to all the issues that I had when I was not doing this process and so many times, like the first day on site, you would rock up, you'd be setting out or you might have your slab pool and you're about to start your framing and you're like, shit, that window's not gonna work there, that door's not gonna work, oh, that, that steel post is in a doorway. Like, And then straight away, you're variation. calling the designer, calling the engineer, you, there's a variation straight away. Like, And every, like the client blames the builder because you're the one on site building, you're like, hey, I didn't draw all this, Like, I'm just here trying to put it all together. Yeah, that's yeah. Right.
0: Yeah, one of the one of the many benefits of having a team involved from the very beginning is, is, that, is that all that coordination happens well bef- well before any any construction happens on site, and so we can do yeah. those beforehand. That's what Dwayne's, Dwayne's talking about with the with the money you save for the client yeah. is that this process. And Joe and I do a very similar process that it saves it's you know it's twenty times what what you pay us in the fee.
2: And I think well, like clients think of variation is a dirty word, but the thing they don't understand like builders that. Are- like builders generally like don't make money out of variations and like that extra work is chewing into a builder's time as well. Like he, a builder hasn't allowed to stand there and be figuring something out. Like he's allowed to, he's been given a set of plans and that's what he's allowed to build. Like, so yeah, it's, it's, look, it's, for me, it's a no brainer now. Like the pack process is just a success story.
1: And I, I think like a lot of people don't realize how long, the planning process actually takes too depending on whether it be small or large scale renovation or new house like there's so much involved at the front and you get like a lot of people i deal with like oh we didn't think it was going to take this long and or they've gone and seen an architect before and they've gone well yeah. we've been doing this for like the last 18 months and we haven't even finished our design yet and it's like and you know and they, they've sort of taken off their own back and done that sort of thing and it's like yeah well you know it's It's just there's a lot of things that got to be considered before you move ahead to making sure that you've got it right because so many people I talk to have fear of not getting that right before they start and then doing it and then going, shit, I wish we thought about that. I wish we'd done this. I wish we'd done this or done that to, you know, but because there was not enough either opinions or thought put into it, it it can be a nightmare too.
2: Oh, mate, why why forever, like since since building has been, like since the hammer's been invented, like, why there's no builder at those meetings like the the person that's actually putting it all together um like paying the bills getting the money from the client like why that person is not involved is just dumbfounded me like now now that we do it i just look back and think what an idiot like why did i do it the other way yeah yeah for sure
0: exactly exactly right yeah and i've got a i've got a potential client at the moment who so didn't really want to go ahead with our process and chose to go with a um do it do the conventional model um with an architect and i they've sent me some uh, some first concepts and i'm just like that's you know three times your budget what they're talking concrete roofs and yeah and 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 origami looking things off the back of it and <laughs> this sort of stuff and i'm just going you guys don't have that much money eh and he's like oh what do you think what do you think and i said you haven't got that much money like and, it's, and that and and that the thing is as well is that the architects is, the architect saying I know oh, you don't need to get a builder involved this early because he won't yeah. have anything to do he won't it'll just be a waste of his time and I said no it's not a waste of my time yeah. I said I need to know and it's exactly what you just said before I said I need to know why it's designed that way so that I can I can build it properly and I can continue to build it the way it's said or we can change it before any of that happens
2: yeah so no, I mean, what, like, like the figures um. Like, I'm a, I'm a real numbers person. I figures, like, numbers don't lie. Like, why? I don't think it's been done for a few years, but I know a couple of years ago, like, there was something like 83% of drawings don't get built. Yeah. And right. that's, that, that's pretty much because clients can't afford it and they get so pissed off with the process that they just throw the plans in the bin and walk away. So designers, architects, engineers, they've all been paid. The client yeah, waste a heap of money and the builders are still the yeah. bad guy.
0: And they get yeah. nothing out of it, yeah. yeah. It's, nuts.
2: it's yeah, broken,
0: sure. that's, as, as Dwayne said before, absolutely broken. That's, yeah. what, we're, that's what we're here yeah. to educate people, which is why we're enough. here doing this. Yeah, that's <laughs> why we're you.
1: here. Yeah. Um, well, we might wrap this up, Dwayne, but uh, first of all, or last of all, where can people find you if they want to know more information about the pack process and yourself?
2: Uh, mate, look, just yeah, um. Wayne Pierce on Instagram, DPS Constructions, all um, live life build, like uh, pretty much across all the socials or check out the websites. But um, yeah, look, anyone's got a question, no questions, a silly question, shoot them through and uh, yeah, we'll come back to
1: you. Yeah, for sure. Follow him on Instagram. We've uh, we've been watching a bit of your stuff, mate. It's good stuff. So, while um, <laughs> oh, you're on here. <laughs> yeah, that's how we
2: managed to get a hold of you. Yeah, uh, that's uh, it. That's uh, it. Good. All good. That's I appreciate, appreciate you coming on too. To- Yep.
0: Good
1: Thanks. to see you uh, doing something to help the industry.
0: It's really good. Awesome, mate. Thanks. Thanks
2: very Cheers much. Cheers, guys. See you
1: soon. See you, mate. All right. It was awesome to have Dwayne on the podcast. Um, we've been trying to get him on for the last couple of weeks. So, it's awesome. He's a Did super, super is- passionate dude. You can just tell by talking to him and what he says, and you can tell he's been through the ringer. He's been uh, to the very bottom end of the barrel and back out again. So it's good to see guys like that coming through it and, and then wanting to change the whole industry itself. So uh, we're going to post um, link for Dwayne's podcast in the description below. So there'll be his Instagram page. We'll put his Instagram page if you want to get, get any more info from him there all that information is going to be there. You can jump on his website or whatever else you need to do, but at least you'll be able to get in contact with him. Uh, Andrew, Andrew, we're going to post some uh, other links for a few other bits. Yeah. So if you want
0: to get, if you want any more information about what we've talked about, all Dwayne's talk about in this episode, uh, what you're going to do is click the link in the description here. It's going to take you to a page where you can either pick between myself or Joel to talk to. And you get it, you can fill out a full quick form and we'll get back to you when we um, can give you our full attention so we can make sure we can help you out.
1: Yes, for sure. And I want to run through me and Andrew just want to run through the takeaways from today because yes. I think Dwayne has picked some really good points. Uh, my number one point here is is from what Dwayne said is find a builder that has a process and making sure you involve them from the start so that they know what's going on. They know what's getting built. They're in with the design stage. And like Dwayne said, offering suggestions, ideas, types of materials, all that sort of stuff. He's not there to stop you or restrict the designers doing anything. They're yeah. there to purely help and also, you know, help with the design where they can put their input in.
0: Yeah, and stuff like how do I get a crane there or how am I going to lift that bit up down, right down the bottom of the hill there or something like that. That's invaluable for when, when designers coming along and could change, could change the building completely. Um, number two for us this week is the shopping trolley story. So now Dwayne told us the shopping trolley story. Shopping trolley story. I can't figure it out um, about how you can go through. You can go into any supermarket and put, put take three separate shopping trolleys, fill them up the brim with all different stuff, and you'd have three different prices at the end. That's exactly what what uh, happens when a designer, an architect, or anybody sends plans out to to a three or four or five or ten different builders to get a price. That's what's happening because every every building business is different. Everybody gets materials at different prices, labor's at different prices, and everybody's a different process for actually building the building
1: different Sorry. overheads. But next time, uh, a little thing I want you guys to do next time you're shopping or doing grocery shopping, when you fill the trolley up before you get to the checkout, bet with your partner, much- your wife, your kid, how much it's going to be before you get to the end.
0: Yeah.
1: And that's the same yeah. thing. When you ask a builder,
0: exactly.
1: what's this kind of renovation going to cost without doing any, uh, yeah, exactly uh right. deciding. Yep. And number three, for me, uh, doing your research, Dwayne said, make sure you do your research with your builder. It's like a first date. When you go on that date, after that first date, if you don't like them, are you really going to go back? So mm. make sure it's an enjoyable. You get a good feeling. I've got the system and processes in place. So Communication,
0: but, communication, communication. Every single time we talk about it, guys, but it's so, so important.
1: Yes, and that's all for me, Andrew. You got anything else to add to this? That's it for me this week, guys. Hope you have a good week. and talk to you soon. You too. Bye. Link's down below. Peace. Link there.
0: there. Click it. Don't forget, guys. Um, We've got a, our come and join our Facebook group. the builders don't tell their clients Facebook group, share the podcast in there to talk about all the other topics that we're on. We take a suggestion from you guys on what we could um, what we can talk about. We'd love hearing that from you guys. Um, any other feedback and stuff is awesome as well. We're trying to get make this show as uh, beneficial for you as the homeowner or the renovator or looking at doing something with your home. Um, this is this is all for you guys. So any feedback from you guys is great. We'd greatly appreciated.
1: Also on Instagram as well, we have got a What Builders Don't Tell the um, yes, podcast right. Instagram you. page as well. So, And if you want to watch any of these back, YouTube, but if you're already watching this, then I'm assuming you found it. So most Probably people have. seem to watch it on the Spotify or you know, listener apps, all that sort of stuff. This brings us to the end of this week's show. I hope you all enjoyed it. I know we did. Hit the subscribe button. We're on all your favorite podcast apps. And if you've got any thoughts or topics that you want us to cover, make sure you hit us up in our DMs. On all the socials, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Uh, and this week we're brought to you by Joel Miner from Refined Space Constructions. And I'm Andrew from Quadrero Building Services. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next week.
0: Bye.